Good evening from New York. This is the Poetry Corner. I'm United Nations award-winning poet, Brian Donald James, and I'm blessed to uh, be your host this evening. Um, this is very personal for me because this platform is full of wonderful and diverse poets uh, that always make you feel like family, and I'm sure that uh, you will be enjoying their performances tonight as we celebrate uh, Black History Month. Um, I will start the show off tonight uh, with a selection uh, called The Tear Collectors. If you stared with venomous glares, clenched your teeth through jaws set in stone and twisted your mouth to hurl spit to sprout hatred, used your fist to pound into flesh and set snarling dogs upon children and hid under white sheets for newly found courage. If you released your unholy energies upon those who had no refuge, released your unholy marriage of arrogance and unruly law upon the innocent and the virtuous, then yes, you have wreaked fear without remorse, as if there was no divinity within the universe. Remember, we are the children born from ebony and indigo, the reflections of our ancestors' cries. They exist in the midnight of our skins. They are in the skyline of our eyes, dark planets against the moon's eclipse. They are in the rhythm that is flowing within our veins. We are the collectors of their tears, the dust of their bodies released into atmospheres and scattered in time. Now, no longer are they formless. From their pain, we reborn the art of verse. We are the collectors of, of their tears. Yes, all nations and peoples of suffrage born to reside in solidarity. Nay, we will never taste defeat. You cannot conquer peace. We are the collectors of their tears, and even in your deformity, your foul deeds, we survived. We created beauty, a strength unyielding our greatest inheritance from an ancient people facing life at its worst. And horrid death still did not weep for themselves, but for you. Yes, they wept for you as you must face your impending and eternal judgment, for there is a divinity in the universe in peace. Thank nice. you. So much. Oh, nice. All right. Nice. Thank you so much. That was very and nice. we're going to go ahead uh, to the lovely Nicole Brookings. Okay. All right. So tell us a little bit about yourself and then go ahead into your piece. Okay. Well, of course, I am Nicole R. Brookings and um, been writing poetry for a good while. Um, and a lot of times it's just about how I'm feeling. Sometimes it might be something that I observed and I got, you know, an idea to write a poem about. Um, but, uh, I do have my book coming out very soon. It's just taking a little bit of time to get everything together and make sure it's just as I want it, but it's called Pieces of Me. So, I think that, you know, everybody could get a little bit of something from it. 
and um, yeah, just, just be on the lookout for that. So, and today I went in my archive, and um, of course you got me going after you, Brian. I'm just, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. <laughs> but I call this perseverance. Perseverance. We did not ask to be here. We were just fine where we were. Out of the cradle of civilization, reared up as kings and queens with bitches and a native tongue of our own, to being captured, uprooted, shackled, and taken to a place unknown to a land we cultivated and built up with our bare hands. And everything we did was under someone else's command. Held it on our strong shoulders as our backs were welted up by whips and straps, still standing upright even when done so wrong. Working through the hardest times while still humming or singing a song being held down and put in the back. Our people have accomplished so much all the while being under, under attack. The more we would rise, the more they would steal. There were times we could not create an invention, song, or even a recipe without the man taking credit. It was so unreal. Black people had their own Wall Street, which had businesses serving their own town, but I guess they didn't want to see us prosper because they burnt the city to the ground. Now, don't get me wrong, we have not had all bad times. There are many moments that we can look at as truly sublime. So many of us making first in histories and carrying the torch. We received Oscars, Tonys, degrees, places in aerospace, all the way to the Supreme Court. Not only must we celebrate every travesty we have overcome, we must remember that we are descendants of royalty and we're born to lead. We are inbred with greatness, with a strong will to succeed in peace. Okay. All right, Nicole. I like. Thank you. Lovely, lovely, and uh, inspiring. Yes. We're going to wait for that book to come out, too. Thank <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you, we <laughs> it's family here, you know. Um, so now we're going to go ahead uh, to Miss D. Lynn. And uh, please, D. Lynn, tell us about yourself and uh, then go ahead and proceed uh, with your piece. Okay, wonderful. Hi, everyone. Um, as Brian just said, I'm Delenn, um, D Poetically, if you look for me on social media out there. Um, been writing poetry for a long time, but all recently, meaning last year, became an actual published author, published my first book, um, uh, Lift Up, Inspirational Poems and Devotions. Yes, and my second one is coming out later this year, so I'm in the process of book number two, uh, which is really big for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pushing through Nicole. I understand we're going to catch up to King one day and Brian. I know <laughs> <laughs> we gonna get there, but no, I love it. I love it. Um, so the piece I have for you today, um, recently written. And what I mean by that is it was written because our topic this evening was about black history. Um, 
I thought about going into the archives and then I couldn't find my archives. So we're great. We came up with new material, <laughs> which I love. Uh, but the piece is actually called Black History. I know I may refine that, but we'll see. Um, but what I will say about this piece that I hope you hear it as I speak, I really wanted to highlight, um, and I think this is missed sometimes, when we're talking about black history, we were talking about those that are in a way well-known. We could talk about Martin Luther King Jr. all the time. We talk about Rosa Parks, you know, we talk about these significant figures and even in modern day times, you know, we're talking about, um, uh, George Floyd and, you know, different ones whose names are kind of well known. But I think we miss sometimes what about all those names that are never known? What about all those names that are only mentioned within your family's home? You know, and so I'm actually coming from that perspective. So prayerfully, you will hear it as I go. I am reading it because, like I said, this is new. <laughs> all right. It's called Black History. Black history, your history, black history, my history, the reflection of my family, my ancestors, those in Virginia to those across the sea, how far back I traced to find the truth. School didn't help. They didn't understand because they didn't relate. Showing me pictures of black skinned men and women who they approved, those they seemed to be the most impactful, but in truth, it was depictions of ones who they considered as enough. Don't misunderstand me. Martin was great. Rosa Parks was a phenomenal woman. Malcolm X, radically impactful. Even before them, Harriet made pass. Sojourner Truth spoke up no matter what. But what about the thousands who fought daily for their families through slavery, who stood by leaders in every march, who cheered when Martin spoke and listened as Harriet prayed? The ones that are Black history your history, black history, my history. As we live in the 21st century, new names are plastered across the internet. We tweet them, record them, and IG post them. Murals depict their faces, memories of tomorrow's history, names that will be written in textbooks of our children's children. But what about the thousands who marched in the streets? Not rioting, but chanting a rallying cry who posted blackout pics online and hashtagged Black Lives Matter, who wear their African dress Sundays at church, praising God for the generations he kept, never forgetting that Black is beautiful. I'm speaking about the ones that are Black history, your history, Black history, my history. We may not start a movement, but we can be a part of it. We may not lose a loved one from injustice, but we can cry about it. We may not have our names written in history, but we can tell our children who will carry our names and legacies. We may not have our faces and names painted on city walls or across t-shirts, but have no shame wear their shirts with pride. We are still a part of history, whether minute or known across the world. Don't stop telling your story. Don't stop standing up or sitting down. Don't stop praying, keep trusting God. Tell your family what you experienced, how you felt. Create your own record for we are all writers. From the day we were born, black history started. This is black history, your history, black history, my history. Black history, our history, and peace. Um.
Lovely, lovely, lovely. Definitely. That was beautiful. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely <laughs> stunning. <laughs> so so nice. happy that all of you are here tonight. That was very, very beautiful, though. Very, very beautiful. Uh, so now we go with the true host of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Too modest, man. <laughs> the man so of the modest. hour. And before I even uh, go any further, just recently found out that, uh, you know, we, me and his brother are connected spiritually. And then uh, recently we just found out that we're actually DNA cousins. So that's how spirit works, you know, and we both and now that I look, we even look alike a little bit. So, <laughs> but I digress. The man of the hour with about 16 books, Mr. King, Joe Atterbury. Could you please tell us a little bit about yourself and then go into your first piece? Definitely. Hello, everybody. I'm Joe Washington Atterbury, born and raised in Harlem, New York. Moved down, transitioned over to South Jersey, Cape May in 1992. Came out, came out with my first published book in 2017, Blew My Eyes from the Sky. And the latest book is King Atterbury, Inc., which is my 16th published book. King Atterbury, Inc. is nothing. That's the title of the book. So, you know, I enjoy doing this poetry thing, you know, being around a lot of great poets, motivate inspire me to just keep moving along. And uh, we came out with the show to um, have a lot of people come on the show during this pandemic. And uh, me and Q, you know, we getting it rocking. We are season seven right now, so since 2020. So um, we, we got things moving along, you know what I mean? I'm, God bless. So uh, right now, tonight I have for you, <clears throat> It's called February for us. Like County Cullen, my work speaks for itself through its own rights. My Nat Turner intuition allows my spirit to stand tall and fight. This edition is nothing new, just something freshly brewed. May not have walked in our hero's shoes, but I damn near came close to. Getting myself in trouble for being opinionated like Muhammad Ali. I refuse to live and breathe off the lies that are spoken to me. Capture the essence and presence of my imagery like Aaron Douglas. Play with sounds like Louis Armstrong, Garvey's movement still amongst us. Extend my hand like Claude McKay with my James Weldon Johnson display. My piece is covered by the spirit of Malcolm X and Langston Hughes' ways. Same way Harriet moved through Cape May, New Jersey around 1852. In 1700, Richard Allen made things happen in Philly without a clue. As a youth, I was inspired by Walter Dean Myers with a Claude Brown attitude. My personal views lift the troops and alley-oop them with great attitude. King. Nice. Thank you. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, at, uh, at a certain point, I'm going to go ahead and ask the question but i think uh to all the panelists but i think i'm gonna we'll do another round and um i'm gonna go ahead and and do one of my oldest uh poems i believe this poem is about 35 years old um it's called sweet tone samba tones about a uh a jasmine and the uh, 1930s j uh, jazz club sweet tone samba tones
Now there be them sweet tones, them somber tones in the night sky. And me all alone with this here old horn as my only ally. But I'm feeling good, feeling jazzy, playing up a storm. And people hearing my sound, now they're coming in to get warm. Head swings slowly, sort of side to side, finger snapping. And I'm filled with pride because I'm entertaining my peoples in the chocolate city. I got my eye on that dark-skinned girl looking pretty. Fever running, running wild. And this old woman say, go ahead, play it, child. It ain't no worry, just dancing and fun. See, wasn't nothing like this when the night begun. Yeah, these my peoples jam-packing the place. You see, I'm proud of my culture and I'm proud of my race and I'm giving them back something for what they gave me. And I'm loving every minute playing this here old horn real jazzy. Short hair, cornrows, scarves, and braids going out into the cold night as all the fun fades. Sweet tones, somber tones, in the night sky, me all alone with this here old horn is my only ally in peace. Thank you. I like that. Yes. <laughs> that was nice, though. So, quick Definitely. question you said you wrote that 35 years ago, so you was like five years old. Like, <laughs> I was trying to that make too. sure my addition oh. and subtraction is right. Nah, I'm, in, I'm, in my, I'm in my 50s, uh, so <laughs> I believe I wrote that about 14, 14, 15. As they say, as black big... don't crack. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. Well, I, hey, look, hey, look, we can look around the panel and see that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'll tell you, Ryan, so, you had me like, okay, carry the two minus the. Oh. Something ain't adding doing, up. Something ain't adding up. Doing, doing, doing algebra. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, and so now we. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so now we're going to go back to Sister Nicole, and she's going to okay. bless us with another one. All right. So I have it. Um, let's see. Here we go. Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. Yeah, but when I'm loud, I'm considered aggressive. My hands might be moving a little too much, or my neck rotating with too much attitude. That's okay. I am who I am, and I will say what I want to say. Thinking back, I once had a girl say she wished she had a tan like mine. I laughed and asked, oh, so you want to be black? She exclaimed, oh, no. It was cool, though, because I love the skin that I'm in. I love who I am. Although my hair might be a little unruly at times, I love every kink and tight curl. My lips are not only a full, but luscious treat. They are all natural, not needing any injection or filler of any type. My hips are wide with curves. I can balance a baby on them, do a two-step, and not miss a step in my stride. My thighs are thick, and yes, my legs touch. So what? I never had a complaint. Finding a pair of good-fitting jeans is very rare. 
but I'm fine with the little tugging and jumping than not having much there at all. Some people would pay for what I got. So I am blessed with being a black woman. Truth be told, there is none better. I am black and I am proud. In peace. Yes. All right, Nicole. Yes. <clears throat> indeed, indeed. And the yes. lip gloss is popping. Yes. <laughs> Might have to give the nickname Glossy. <laughs> Love that. Oh, Man, that, was, that, was, that was very nice, Nicole. That's very, 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 very wonderful. Uh, I appreciate you, dear sister. Thank you so much for sharing that. Indeed, indeed. See, I told y'all this is family, man. This is, you know, this is real. This is positive energy, you know. Uh, and now we're going to be blessed again by uh, Sister D-Lynn. Go ahead and do your thing. All right. Awesome. So uh, when I wrote this, <laughs> this is also a new piece, too. So I told y'all bear with me on these. Um this one I have fun with. I mean, I have fun with all my poetry, but I, some some of them you just write like, oh, I'm just having fun with this. Um, and this one, I'll be honest, this is just me just getting out almost like years of suppressed <laughs> feelings in a way. Um, and I, I don't mean that in like a psychological thing, but more so just things we experience as people, more so women of color, um, whether it's in our professions or whatever we do, and we kind of have to not say what we really want to say. This is where this came from. So um, this is titled, This Is Me. Um, so here we go. This is me. Yes, I'm black, not Hispanic or Puerto Rican. I'm not a tanned Caucasian or mixed black and white. Nothing is wrong with these races, each one distinctly beautiful in their own light. But I'm Black with 113th Indian, and I love my ancestors for that drop. Yes, I'm educated, not because I'm white or rich or because I stayed in the house off the street. Nothing is wrong with being white, rich, or staying in the house. Each detail is delightful for anyone who relates, but I'm educated. Having earned two degrees, almost three to achieve my doctorate, I studied, sacrificed, and fell in love with learning. Yes, I speak eloquently, not because I'm stuck up or think I'm better than you. Nothing is wrong with thinking you're better. If that's you, then do you. But I speak eloquently, thankful to be chosen by God for his purpose. So boldly, I speak with my confidence in him. Yes, I'm talented. Not because I played sports or dropped bars. Nothing is wrong with professional athletes. I've cheered for some of the greats. But I'm talented because I'm gifted by God to write beyond blank pages, touching hearts and guiding souls to Christ. Yes, I eat soul food. Not because I'm Black or because my family was poor. Nothing is wrong with fried chicken, collard greens, and for those who eat chitlins. But I eat soul food because I love starches and butter the very heart of this exquisite cuisine. Yes, I have a new hairstyle every time you see me, not because I can't manage my hair or because I don't know my identity. Nothing is wrong with struggling with hair management or wanting to look like others and fit in. But I have a new hairstyle every time you see me because I love changing my hair. I love taking care of it 
and am proud of how healthy my God-given crown of glory is. Yes, I have a big family. Not because we like having a lot of babies or because every black family does. Nothing is wrong with being fertile. It's a blessing. Or that many black families are large. It's a blessing too. But I have a big family because my grandmothers were strong black women who bore my uncles and aunts, teaching them to take care of the family land, yes, that we own, and our home. And that family is truly the blessing. Yes, I am me. Not because someone told me or because I read an inspirational post on Facebook. Nothing is wrong with encouraging others. And those who post, keep posting. It's helping someone. But I am me because that's who God made me to be. From my black skin tone to the beauty marks across my face. From my intelligence and strength given by God to articulate speech and utilize my unique abilities. I am me. And there is no one like me and no one like you. I am me, and it's a great one to be. In peace. Okay, nice. <laughs> you definitely laid that one out. Nice. I love that. That was very nice. Very, nice. very, 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 very wonderful. But uh, how, how many of y'all eat chillin'? I do not eat chillin'. No. I can't stand chillin'. Those days been over. <laughs> I was thinking she was going to say watermelon. And she was like, yes, Lord. But the say, thing is, uh, I don't like watermelon either. I don't eat that. Either. You don't like watermelon? I love watermelon. You don't like watermelon? Mm -mm. Nope. Tastes like water. Watermelon. Eat watermelon. <laughs> Look, fresh water. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. All right, moving on uh, to Brother King, uh, would you please uh, um, bless us with another piece? All right, this piece is titled, Here We Are. It's that, time, it's that time again, first quarter of a new year. Celebration here, raise your hands and let's cheer. Presentation to the world, society stay wondering. Nothing turns into something, how do we comfort what's buffering? Energy levels high on what's seen on TV screens. Also social media memes distort our mental dreams. What is for real? Or is there fabrication of reports? Don't believe in too much from what's coming off a porch. Maybe dementia thoughts from someone who foolish called. All the posts on some of the walls might have to be recalled. When I knock on wooden doors and walk on carpet floors, the cold frame pictures on walls that expose a fraud. What I see and probably saw is whether here or over there. Change the climate of your atmosphere and watch what appear. Happiness, joyfulness, elegant days of living life. Move along to a brighter sight that bring you to a highlight, King. All right. Yes. Lovely. Lovely. I love the rhythm of your, mm -hmm. your pieces is always, you know. Thank you. Very, very, you know, full of... Uh, Full of rhythm. Um, so let us take a little sidestep. I'd like to ask each member on the panel a question. How best uh, can we reach uh, African-American children uh, to have a sense of uh, Black history and or uh, Black pride? Uh, I will defer and answer last. Uh, because I'm really more interested in hearing what you all have to say. 
And uh, I'm going to go ahead and start with our sister Nicole, if you could, uh, you know, answer that question for us. Okay. I think that um, if we can try to reach some of our younger sisters, brothers, cousins, nieces, nephews, um, even with just little things every day or something like that, you know, as far as, oh, did you know that this person invented this or, you know, um, showed them different things that we couldn't do if it wasn't for certain people in history. And, you know, also allow them to explore themselves, you know, okay, well, go get a book from the library. I mean, most people don't go into the library anymore, but, um, or you could Google it. You know, it's so much information out there that I wasn't taught, you know, when I was younger. And it's, it's crazy now, like Juneteenth. I didn't know about Juneteenth when I was coming up, you know. So I was an actual adult when I found out about that. I'm thinking, oh, everybody was free, you know, and, and all this other kind of stuff. And it's as we get older, it opens our eyes to so much more that I think that we it should be impressed on upon us to reach out to the younger generation, you know, to share that information and make sure that they're getting even more than we had, you know, so. That's very good. That's very interesting. Um, Sister D Lynn, what are, what are your thoughts on that? You've before the show, you had expressed that you are in education. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely interested to hear your viewpoint. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I actually echo, um, a lot of what Nicole said, um, and, and what I kind of jotted down too, when you asked the question initially, um, I think it's very important for us to not only just talk about the struggle, but truly talk about, in addition to the struggle, the victories, meaning let, let's talk about also to all the positivities positivities that came through even the same time period. I mean, there were blacks that were truly knocking down walls. I mean, brilliant ones, you know, um, and there's a lot of resources available to us today. Okay. Growing up, it seemed like we mainly had the library, but even with the library, someone had to tell you what to go look for, right? We have the internet. And it is flourishing. Yeah. It has everything. But not only that, we have so many programs being showed on TV. Hidden Figures was showing last night, like nonstop, over and over and over again, you know? Even so, something like that. Sit them down be like, hey, let's watch this movie. Let's just talk about this, you know? Because mm -hmm. they give a really good depiction of it, right? So it may be something that, you know, maybe we can't explain or don't know how to explain, but guess what? Today, with our resources, there is someone who definitely can. Um, it's, it's, it's funny that you mentioned, yes, I'm in education. And actually, the, the module that we're on right now is poetry. And I'm so happy. My students hate it. But I love it. And so <laughs> we're literally doing poetry. And they're actually, this week, they're working on writing their own poems and everything. And I told them, like, I'm not going to limit you on your topics. I was like, one, it just has to be appropriate. That, that's it. Like, that's the only limitation I will give you. It must be school appropriate. You know, but, you know, and I had, I had one student, you know, she chose Black history. That was her. She chose that. I didn't say anything on that. She chose that. And I had other ones just talking about their passions, you know? So it, it's starting there. It's even starting in the classroom, too, where we, we not necessarily tell them, but we can motivate them in different ways. When I show them poetry, I'm showing them poetry from all different types of writers, 
Okay, so over the past three weeks, they they have heard from Langston Hughes. They've heard from Paul Lawrence Dunbar. Like they they've heard all different types of poets, and I want that because I don't know what's gonna you know stick out to one of my students versus another. Um, one other thing I will say to to your question, and what was my note here? Let me look at what I had. Um, oh, this kind of goes back to that last poem I wrote about this is me. What I would tell the younger generation: be you. And what I mean by that, um, don't don't get stuck on what black is or what people may define as black being one thing or one type of thing or looking one way, right? Some people relate to black in the way of how we see it on Hip Hop Atlanta, right? Something like the, the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Some people may see it um, in a different way. Um, let's say, uh, what's that show? Um, uh, what's the one with the small business owners present Shark Tank, right? Where they see some of the, the black, you know, billionaires on there. Blackness relates in different ways. My suggestion to the younger people, be you. What do you like? And just because you like something, you like the ukulele. That does not mean you're not black. Like, you know what I'm saying? So you may hate chitlins and watermelon. That does not mean you're not black. Be you, right? Because I think we get into a place where we literally start to generalize. And we do even within our own race. We do. We generalize ourselves saying, oh, because she talks like that. Or, oh, because he doesn't wear his pants like this. Or, you know, we start to classify these things, right? Learn who you are. Learn what you love. And guess what? At the end of the day, you know, your parents are black. You're black. If you're mixed, you're mixed. Like, it's okay. You're beautiful. We're all beautiful. So I'm sorry. I feel like I'm taking off forever. But anyway, um, those would be my my comments to our upcoming generation. <laughs> no, no. Take your time. I, I sincerely appreciate your comments. Absolutely. Um, Brother King, um, what are you what are your thoughts on? On, on the question it's ironic that you even speaking about this right now because me and my son had a very tight conversation today we was just talking about the past and he was just speaking about things that he seen me do and he know he was born here in cape may i'm originally from harlem so you know i always told him growing up like you know there was street speakers out there different leaders in the community um someone else's uncle on grandparents dropping some type of knowledge base to you and when you're a young kid and when like you don't know exactly where they're from or where they originated from you know they could have been from georgia florida south carolina north who knows alabama you know what i mean but they're dropping off information to you even though <laughs> what's funny is most of my friends they ain't even want to listen they just like oh they always talking gibberish but they was like you know what da 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 because I always had a backpack full of books and I used to get teased in the project. So on, you know, you ain't going to read them books. I went to the library every day and when I, I take books back, grab more books and they would still say the same thing. Like you ain't going to read the books. I'll be in my house. I spend time reading books. That's something that my father taught me about just reading books. But you know, I got a lot of inspiration from all these different um, people dropping off information to me, other people's parents and families, you know, and these are the lessons that I teach to my son. So speaking to him is like speaking to myself because his personality, he's not the average 27 year old. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, he has a lot of knowledge of self and he'll debate you on things. And it's good listening to him because he's the new generation. So 
you get to hear what's what's going on, how they feel, what they think. He tell me about his friends and stuff. I hear him all the time. He's upstairs right now and debating with people <laughs> online. So, you know, I get that information. I'm like, so this is what the new generation is about right now. This is what they're doing. This is how they think. So the way we were taught is not the same way that we could teach our kids now or other children that's out there. You have to go in a different perspective, in a different light. You know what I mean? So they be like, oh, you you an old dude. You know what I'm saying? What you going to tell me? So you have to speak their language, you know, be in their tongue. I mean, so that's how I see it. Each one teach one. That's the school I came from. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> and you are, you and I have shared many conversations uh, off camera. I, you know, you and I grew up uh, in the age of knowledge, you know, uh, of black culturally speaking. Uh, right. And uh our generation really um it was very important for us you know to, to to know who we were and uh i have four grown children when they were small i i immersed them in black culture um but it wasn't uh, not to the point I, I think that you can overdo it to the point where you can be so immersed in to blackness that you can't see you know literally because as a young child i already figured out the origin of man that was very simple we already know where man comes from uh it was more important for me to discover what is the origin of spirit do you understand uh that was always the bigger question for me um but yes i do think uh it's very important to start very young uh in teaching them and even i was having a conversation with someone let us do a DNA test for the kids so that they will know where, where, where they come from. And that would stop things like racism. How can you discriminate when you find out that great, great grandma was from Africa? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that that should be sponsored by the government. These are the things that would help things like racism, because I, I do think that you can um, have too much pride and that comes at the cost of someone else, you know, um, so I guess uh, we might go one or two more rounds. We're just waiting for um, our brilliant producer, Mr. Quentin Ford, who I also wanted to just take a time out and, and say that I truly appreciate you, brother. I think you're absolutely amazing. He he does so many things on this on this on this platform. Um, it, it, yes, it would only take a genius yes. to figure all of that out. So, dear brother Q, you are appreciated as well as brother King. We we already know what we think of brother King. Um, one of the this last piece I'm gonna go into is called a tillage of earth. And we're try, I'm, I'm trying to sneak this piece into the African-American museum uh, in DC. Uh, there was a wall, protest wall. And my friend told me to put a poem up there because they're gonna take that wall down and then put it on display. So I'm hoping to find a, a back door into the museum <laughs> so, that, uh, so that my kids and grandkids can talk about that. Um, the name of this piece is called a tillage of earth and it was written for George Floyd. <clears throat> a tillage of earth. A knee taken to rest and defiance and blood spills with the tillage of earth for tobacco to rain or in cotton croplands bear no difference to a knee taken for social defiance 
by a man wearing God's number across his chest on a football field. Both feel the lash. Both actions done to quench the passion and the thirst that the promise of equality surely doth yield. A knee taken in prayer for a nation that protests too much change and too much progress so we a godly people sing heart songs heard only in spirit and kneel to beg for empathy where our pleas fall yet again unheard and upon ears that are closed so then a knee takes a life on urban farmlands the new fields of slaughter and blood spills with the tillage of earth yet our hope is never disposed in peace okay. yes you go ahead and sneak in that back door yeah you right. find a way <laughs> that was definitely fly bro definitely I, mean, hearing. I, I will add he told me the first week to do it <laughs> and i said ah brother i get to it and then his artwork was on the today show oh, wow, wow. And he said, "See, you could you could have been on a Today Show. Your work could have been exactly, <laughs> brother Vince Cowan. If you if you're listening in, dear brother mine. And so, suffice to say, the next day that poem was written and put on that wall. <laughs> so we'll we'll go ahead with Sister Nicole. All right. So um, since we're doing the Black History Month, I have this poem I call Old." to Malcolm X. Old to Malcolm X, I can still hear your passion from the words and ideas you spoke. Even back in the 60s, you preached about staying woke. You turned from your words of hatred and embraced all mankind regardless of color with agape love, just as God, Allah, has shown from up above. I can also feel your hurt Although you tried to do what was right, your name was drugged through the dirt. You were plotted against and double-crossed because you were not fearful of speaking your truth at any cost. By the hands of your own brothers were you slain, imaging how Abel's life was taken by Cain. No matter what religion, many see you as a champion and a superb man of your race. It's just so sad that some saw you as a threat and could not see greatness staring them right in the face. Anyone looking at the boy probably could not expect the man you came to be because you are one of the greats to go down in history. And as I scribe my thoughts with pen in hand, I am humble because I know my mere words cannot articulate the true essence of you, such an awesome man in peace. Mm. Okay. That was beautiful. Yes. All right, Cole. It's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. <laughs> yes. Uh, dear Sister D-Land, would you bless us with another piece? All right. Uh, pull this one out. Um, this one I wrote through one of the peaks of the Black Lives Movement. Um, well, Lord, when was this? This was, oh, 
was 2021. All my years are like mixing up and it's crazy. I'm only talking about 2020 and 2021. <laughs> That's the bad thing about this. Either 2020 or 2021. Either way, it was just one of the peaks uh, where we kept witnessing um, the murders that were taking place across the U.S. And and this poem I wrote is called Unity. And what it is, is actually a call. Um, as you all know, uh, Christian, Christian writer. And, and this was actually a call to um, us to come together. Um, versus fighting and, and tearing one another apart, but actually coming together. But it's called unity. All right, let's say The unification of our land, our people, not just you and me, but we and all. We the people as written in the constitution, we the church selected by God, appointed by him to spread his gospel, the truth to all mankind in love in love so that by love, everyone will know, know that we are the reflection of God. Each one of us called for his glory, destined to fulfill our purpose, operating as one body, one body, many members alike and different, one Lord, many forms of worship, one baptism, many methods of praise, one faith in which we declare our God, our responsibility, our destiny to mirror God, Acknowledging the greatest example through the Trinity. Rise up, brothers. Rise up, sisters. Hand in hand, arm in arm. Rise up, mothers. Rise up, fathers. Speak encouragement. Build the young. Rise up, man. Rise up, woman. Together in prayer, we fight this battle. Stand firm, believing together we are stronger. Alone, we are weak. Gathered together, multicolored and joined, we must show the world united we stand. Anchored in Jesus Christ, we must show the world united we stand. Without complaint or judgment, we must show the world united we stand. With transparency and grace, we must show the world united we stand. Now and forevermore, we must show the world united we stand. In peace. Nice. Powerful. Indeed, indeed. United we stand. Yes. You know, sometimes people forget. First of all, black history is every day for us. We don't we don't just wait till February. Every you know day. I mean? Every, day. <laughs> every day. But um black history is American history. It's American right. history. It's not just, you know, and so I, I like the message of that because uh, you know, racial unity is part of the 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 major problem that we have or isn't is the major problem that we have in this country so any piece like that that brings people together that's what i'm all about so absolutely absolutely so we're going to go with uh brother king and uh see what you have to uh bless us with dear brother all right this is a piece <clears throat> was written last year around this time it's called the x and king factor Back in the day, it was once spoken that all should be equal. Later to find out it really doesn't exist amongst the people. There's still a struggle to fight for freedom, justice, and equality. Why shame some people's honesty? Excuse me. Why shame some people's honesty? Excuse you, pardon me. How can I reach the line of goals while they play with my soul? Traveling different paths, switching my route, watching the road. I have dreams from King, but better scenes living for hope. They're poisoning our minds, speaking of untested antidotes. 
active inside a practice of view without consumption. My obligation is to reconcile a payment of giving them nothing. Swim off the island of poverty and come with prosperity. Sing songs that free my inner being, capturing a melody. In this world, conditions of confliction, madness of decisions, broaden your higher vision and strengthen your intuition. Here we are years later, modern day slavery in this America, surrounded by uniform, uniform murderers waiting while they shake us, disguised as the ones who protect. There is no respect. Through my findings, I reject anything that they project. Promised land to the poor folks that came north on a prayer note. My ancestors, before they transitioned, left information through verbal quotes. King. All right. Thank you. That was fantastic. Nice. Very nice. Thank you, bro. I appreciate that. Absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Um, so um, now we're going to head into um, this last round. And um, I selected a poem called The Quiet Man. And this one is for the black fathers, the black grandfathers, the uncles, the cousins. Um, uh, this piece is for you. Uh, it's called The Quiet Men. Men of a certain age do not speak much. They are the ones that do not cry. They are the gardeners, the plumbers, the electricians of no training. They are the hard, rigid ones of concrete hands, coarsened and calloused from laying brick and rigid labor, rising every morning to face an uncertain day, every day. They are the undaunted heroes, hair of salt and pepper, gray or white, they dress plainly and modestly. They are the wearers of bargain bin tennis shoes. They are the wearers of black socks and sandals at cookouts, and they never retire work boots. They have survived turbulent times, fighting wars abroad and being killed at home, having the strength to remain silent or walk away when someone calls them boy. They are the overlooked, they are the slighted. They are the makers of hard decisions and black and white visions they hold within their power scales of good and evil, giving too much praise and too much blame. Their greatness taken for granted, their disappointments hurting severely, their sins rippling through families for generations. And now, I find myself somewhere between elder and ancestors like the grandfathers, fathers, and uncles before me, found only in old photographs in basements and on the cover of dusted off obituaries and attics, staring back from these images of the past, seemingly wondering what will be said of us in peace. Yes, I really like that. Yes. Thank you, Steph, thank you oh so much. Thank you so much. That's 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 for Lace the brother. Right out. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I said. Least it right out. <laughs> right. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, Sister Nicole, would you share, love to share your last piece with us? All right, and for my last piece, um, just a little footnote about that. I actually um, wore my my sorority jersey today so 
Sigma Gamma Rho, yes. And um, the thing was a lot of the, we're the only sorority that was founded at a predominantly white college. You know, other ones is Howard and Morgan, things like that. So this was of course during the time of, you know, civil rights, Ku Klux Klan and everything else going on. Um, but I, I just wanted to do this poem I call The Pledge. Um, I actually um, came into Sigma Gamma Rho 1997. I know that the math is not adding up because I know I look about 25 or younger. So I know it's, it's really not adding up yet. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, so um, I just wanted to do this one real quick. And because honestly, a lot of the fraternities and sororities did a lot during that time as far as, you know, voters' rights, things like that. So it wasn't just, you know, a, a social gathering, you know, having a good time kind of thing. Um, so this one I, I call the pledge. April 14th, 1997 was a glorious day to behold. I was adorned with 10 pearls and two rubies dipped in royal blue and covered in gold. That was the day at Clemson U where I crossed into the burning sands of Sigma Gamma Rho. I had no one to lean on because I took the solo, the journey solo. I stood alone by myself to run the race. I held it down as the one and only, the ace. When I told my mom initially what I wanted to be, she could not really relate because she didn't know much about black sororities. Her response was to the point very quick, she said, what do they do? You know, I don't like those clicks. I told her it wasn't like that. It was created for a purpose. I explained how it was a sisterhood with ladies who believed in scholarship as well as community service. Yeah, we do twirl our canes, do our call, step and stroll, but it's about doing the work and the service as a whole. I'm so grateful to the seven ladies who paved the way and set the standard high. Greater service, greater progress is the motto I live by. We were best designed, although in last creation, my line name was the untold story and my name is Revelation. In peace. Okay. Right. Like that last bar, okay. <laughs> 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 Now, don't tease us, dear sister. Please tell us the name of the university. <laughs> Clemson. Clemson. Oh, you talking about that? I went to where that it was founded at. That you went. That that you went to. I. That's where I, you. I actually I went to Clemson. I graduated from Clemson University. My first year, I went to Morgan. Then I transferred to Clemson University, where I graduated. Nice. Ah, I see. Nice, I see. Nice. Well, I I love that bit of history before the piece. It was it was no very doubt. nice. That was absolutely. Deep. Deep inside the world. Absolutely. Uh, dear Sister Lynn, if you would bless us with your last piece. Yeah, I know I'm going to be playing back this show the rest of the week, right? Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm catching nuggets right now, but I feel like I need to go back. All right. <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm loving it. All right. Um, my last piece here is called A Creator's Love. Um, creator, meaning God, who created me. Um, and this is literally just me thanking him for creating me, being a, a Black woman, his child. And so it's called A Creator's Love. 
Beautiful woman, can't you see how I took my time and created you? Not for waste or without reason, but for the very purpose of I need you. From the color and curl of your hair to the shape of your thighs up to your eyes. You are my perfect masterpiece and I love every piece of you I see. Hear me loud and know I'm proud to see you strut across this earth, internally woven and built spirit strong, shining bright as a beacon of my light. Let me love you and bestow my goodness on you. Don't take my time, my detail, my every thought of you for granted because I only have one of you. Yes, just one, no one else like you. Let the world see what I have done, daily shaping you in my master plan. This is only one phase, one staircase high. There is so much more I have in store for you. It was no accident how I orchestrated creation. Every aspect was for a reason, majestically aligned. Love me back, returning with praise, for my greatest creation is woman and mankind. That's why I ask, beautiful woman, can you see? My longing is for you to long for me too. Patiently waiting a look or a word from you, for you are who my eyes rest upon. In peace. Nice. Very nice. Love Very nice. Absolutely love yes. it. I, I love the humbleness of that. And um, that Indeed. was just an absolutely lovely piece. Indeed. I, I, I know Brother King uh, appreciates that piece as well. And speaking of Definitely Brother King, <laughs> I specifically chose for Brother King to, to take us out. Um, and would you please bless us uh, with the last piece of the evening? Okay, thank you. This piece I titled, Follow Tomorrow. From out the house of L, location at the shore, cruise around the county as if I paid for town tours. Shorts and shirt matching, air ones hold my feet. No socks on the dock, my spot open for weeks. Clean looking chic, all white angel apparel. Only image after me is my physical self shadowed. Nothing is wrong, I feel reborn reading Psalms. My demons are gone, the creator keeping me strong. Temptation and fears that in the past year, I laugh. I'm on a path that is no longer than the neck on a giraffe. Been waiting for this moment to end my hard struggle. To myself, I'm saying, black man rumble, black man rumble. So to the ropes in the world that have a ring to hold me in, I am determined to reach my goal and get until the end. Manifest dreams on a scale larger than life. Next time I write a scribe on a poem and take flight. King. Okay. All right. Thank you. I think uh, I think that would be a lovely way to 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 end the program. Uh, but before I do, are, are there any um, further comments that anyone on the panel would like to make uh, about uh, Black History Month or anything in general? Yeah. Also, I want to say I'm I'm grateful to the beautiful people that's here. You know, we, we still making a mark in this world. Um, I feel as a black author and poet that I'm gonna just keep making a wave. Maybe I can show others that you can do as I'm doing. You know, I didn't think I'd create, you know, this whole wave of books, you know, but through determination, spirituality, inspiration, motivation, <laughs> dedication, determination, everything can be accomplished. 
you know, and that's exactly why I did this this book cover the way I did because I want to show others like my son's friends and others out there you can get all that accomplished too. You know, just stay focused. Don't never let no one tell you that you can't do something. No, and that's all I have to say. No, that's out. awesome, sister. That's awesome, uh, sister Nicole. Um. I think, well, I would just say, because I know like with my page, uh, Facebook, I try to, if I see little information, I always post it. I have the hashtag Black History Every Day, because of course, it's not just one month that we should be celebrating ourselves. It should be every day. So a lot of times if I see other people posting, I might repost it. And it's a lot of things like you know, even my mom was like, oh, well, that was good information, you know, something that she never knew before. So I think, you know, they say each one teach one. So, you know, you never know what you might be producing that someone else is going to give to the next person. So also be mindful, too, as far as what you are producing, you know, make sure you're planting a seed of, you know, positivity. So amen. Absolutely. And uh, lastly, uh, dear, dear sister uh, D-Lynn. I would just say what I've kind of been saying tonight, be you, continue to be you. Um, mm-hmm. I know it's so easy with social media to fall into comparison and you're looking like, oh, I don't speak like her. I don't write like him. <laughs> but you know what? Someone told me this a couple of years ago and it, it has changed my perspective. When we go to the grocery store and we're in the aisle and we're picking out cereal, that whole aisle is filled with boxes and boxes of cereal, all different types, some similar, some different. But guess what? They're all in that aisle. So keep writing for whoever's writing. Keep speaking for whoever is speaking, spoken word, whatever it is. Be you. Um, same thing with everyone saying tonight. Black history is not just February. Somehow we got this month. I love this month. This is my birthday month. Don't get me wrong. But this is not the only month. <laughs> it's every day. <laughs> And we need to celebrate it. We need to drop nuggets every chance we get. Um, that's all I will close with. <laughs> and thank y'all too. I love, I love being on the show. This, this environment, this family is awesome. So I yes. thank you all. Yeah. And I just want to say one thing. I want to thank uh, Brother Brian Donnell. You did an excellent job uh, hosting yes. tonight. You know, see. <laughs> You know, I always have my rhyme and reason for the things I do, but uh, you did great, brother uh, slash cousin. <laughs> so um, we appreciate you. And uh, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you all tuning in. And we'll see you next week, next Tuesday at 8 o'clock p.m. Good night. Good night. Peace, love, and hope, friends.